Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Anyway, now let's go to Cork and get some of those wonderful stories from our good friend, Sarah Horgan, who joins me. Sarah, good evening to you. I don't know if I can do this. It's a very hard act to follow. <laughs> yes, unless you're sperm donating, Sarah. It's a really tough act to follow. It is. What do you think my, about my, what, what do you think of all that, Sarah? Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for a simple life. It is. Do you know what it? I mean? Yeah, but they're going to uh, do a documentary about him. On Netflix, they're doing a documentary about uh, Jacob, or Jonathan Jacob, that was on there a minute ago. Against his wishes, by the way, they're doing it, the documentary. What are they? What are they calling it again? For Fertility. Fertility fraud. fraudster. Fertility fraud. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Sarah, thank you very much once again for joining us this evening. Um, and we're looking at some of those kind of lighter stories. When I'm, when I'm to say lighter, some of them are a little bit sad. They can be a little bit sadder, a little bit more serious. But certainly the stories that we don't kind of hear very much about. And the head of a charity is having to meet people outside the school gates after running out of cash to pay for their children's school lunches. That's really sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Katrina Toomey, she, we all know about Katrina Toomey. She had the soup kitchen charity, Cork Penny Dinners. And she said that some have been left with no option but to phone phone the charity mere hours before the school run. I suppose sometimes we do, we are in denial, aren't we? We leave it till the last minute to get help because it's so difficult. Yeah. Now, she's suggesting to me that the people that she's... Um, looking after many of them are in affluent areas and she said that both parents are working rents are just so high aren't they in the cost of living and i suppose people energy are cost of energy so i was just talking earlier on we were talking about the fact that people are going to have to switch back on their heating now it's starting to get cold again they're going to have no money and we're looking at mercs in driveways and we might feel jealous of people but that merc could have no petrol in it oh that merc could <laughs> be costing 400 quid a month to, yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So a, a lot of people, a lot of the people that get on to Katrina, they prefer to meet her at the school gates because it's this hive of activity that you can get lost in. Whereas when she's coming to the house, you, you might have the odd curtain twitcher or yeah. nobody might be looking, but we might just feel that way sometimes. Pride. Yeah, it's, that. About, it's about pride, isn't it, for a lot of people. Pride stops people going to get help sometimes. That's why it annoys me sometimes, and I know there always is the exception, but when people say, oh, you know, there's lots of people going to charities and, you know, um, just sort of taking taking advantage, but to actually make that phone call, I think people are under, underestimating how difficult it is to actually take that step. After that, I'd imagine it's it's a bit easier, but to just ring up and have to come out with the words, it's, mm. God, you, 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 yeah, you just couldn't minimise it, could you? And how do you think, you know, obviously I can only talk for Dublin because that's where I am, but how do you think the cost of living crisis is affecting the majority of people in Cork, for example? And I've often wondered, by the way, because I haven't seen a study done of this, maybe it's a good one for a newspaper to do, but the cost of living, and I don't mean rent, but just about purchasing goods, be it in your local supermarkets and Aldi's and Lidl's and Dunn's and Tesco's, in Dublin versus Cork versus Limerick versus Galway, is the cost of living crisis equally as bad for people in Cork, with the exception of obviously rent prices, which would be a little bit cheaper than Dublin? Well, from from what I can see, everybody is just 
surviving and it's it's before you know we could look forward to going to the cinema and doing all those things but it's difficult when people don't have anything to look forward to, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. that's what keep keeps us going. I just have one child, and I struggle. And I, but I think about single mothers with three kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and who would be on a welfare people payment? Really yeah. have been, but even even with the with the welfare. Well, yeah, I suppose I'm talking. I suppose when we're talking about about um, cost of living, it's the people who are working now that it seem to have it. The hardest, isn't it? Of course, People yeah. If you're working with three kids, yeah. If you're working with three kids and you're a single mom and you want to go to work, who's going to mind the kids? The cost of childcare is just—you might as well have a mortgage. I remember trying to going to get a mortgage because I really struggled to get a mortgage, and I got the local authority home loan in the end, thank God. But I remember going and saying, "I have this deposit, and it, I, I've been saving and everything else," and somebody said to me. Right, you don't have enough for you've um, you don't have enough for a mortgage. You have too much for social housing. You would have been better off not having that money for a deposit in the first place. So, yeah, it's, it's hard I'm better to off get not having a job. Sometimes. I'm better off not having a job, maybe as well, which is sad. Yeah, sometimes you'd wonder, wouldn't you? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, okay, an interesting one here. Sorry, we we need to move on. Time is pressing ahead. A man was brought before a judge because of this incident, right? So he decided to wander through a multi-storey car park in the nip. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, nothing on but a smile. Is that what you're telling me? Well, do you remember last time there was a man who got coffee and a yeah. few years in, in, in the news. And a few years before that, I did a story on a man who was walking from the drunk kettle in, interchange and he was shedding his clothes the whole time. Yeah, shedding and, his clothes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as he got closer, the closer he got to his destination, the more clothes that came up. But it, it seems like we're intent on making Cork the naked capital or something because yeah. there was a two-month suspended jail term imposed on a 30-year-old naked man who was encountered by Christmas shoppers on the top floor of a city centre multi-storey car park. So that was, uh, this man was in front of a judge last week. So defence solicitor Eddie Burke submitted at Cork, District Cork, Court, that as an offence under six and six, Section 6 of the Criminal Justice Public Order Act, the one committed by this guy was an unusual one, to say the, le- the least. And I'll tell you why, because usually this section refers to being threatening, abusive, or insulting. And M- Mr. Burke is basically saying that uh, he wasn't any trouble to anyone. <laughs> he was, in, he was an innocent, naked person. Trying. Yeah. He was a nice, no naked trouble. man. Yeah. <laughs> But he just, yeah, he just caused offence. And you can imagine at this time of year when everybody's doing their Christmas shopping, how busy this uh, car park must have Jingle must balls, have been. jingle balls, jingle balls. Sorry, couldn't resist it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, so, by the way. The law on nudity in Ireland is quite a grey area. So, pardon the pun there again. So... The laws, you're entitled to walk down the street in the nude if you want to, right? It's not illegal to actually walk down the street in the nude. Where it becomes illegal is, is if you cause offence to another person or it causes indecency. So another person has to complain. So if you walk down the street in the nude 
and nobody actually complained, well, then you're grand. You haven't broken okay, any you're law. Promo- you're promoting anarchy now. Well, only in Cork. But like, this, this is only valid in Cork. So people of Cork, get your clothes off. I, well, not this time of the year, actually. Maybe in the middle of June it would have been a good idea. But in saying that, yeah, so there's no law has been broken unless, as far as I know, the way the, way the law stands, unless somebody complains. But this guy got a two-month suspended jail term. Yeah, but somebody must have complained. Oh, I have you. I yeah. have you. So you can't actually measure that offence because I, yeah. I was thinking, how do so people measure that offence? So the yeah. law is indecency. So that's the law. So to be indecent, somebody must complain about you being indecent. So if nobody was in the car park at the time, he can run around there all day. There's no law against it. It's as soon as somebody, or if, say if somebody came up and went, oh yeah, he's all right, isn't he? And they didn't complain. Well, then it's still fine. It's only when somebody complains. Well, that's good to know. So you know that's there in future. The next time you run up to this fo- the, the stop tops house story of the car park and run around the nude at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we've gotten away with it this, this <laughs> long anyway, yeah. <laughs> now, on a more serious note, two women found themselves viciously assaulted after chasing after a thief who stole their purse at a restaurant. So I, I miss it. Was this a customer in the restaurant or just somebody who took advantage of a situation? Another opportunist, I'll tell you exactly what happened, right? So there were these two women enjoying lunch outside um, O'Brien's sandwich bar in Winship Street. So they had a purse snatched from their table by another woman. And when they chased her to retrieve it, she assaulted both of them. So this was a case that was in Cork, Cork District Court. 34-year-old Kaya O'Connor of Cork Simon Community, she was jailed for a total of four months for the assault and, and theft. Now, Judge Olin Kelleher noted the terrible impact that the assault had on one of the women. And she described this in her victim impact statement. She said that she became so concerned about her safety while walking the distance from where she parked her car to where she worked, which was a very short distance. Her dad used to have to travel into the city just to accompany her on these really short walks. That was really nice of her dad, um, wasn't it? Because he, he could have probably easily, he could Absolutely. have probably picked her up, but he um, he wanted to give her dignity, I suppose, and help her yeah, yeah. To ease her into it. So um, the solicitor claims she can't even remember the event due to intoxication, which is, Usually, what they say, isn't it? Of course, um, yeah. yeah, mitigating circumstance. Yeah, yeah. So that was the the background to the incident, and it actually dates back to um, May twelfth, two thousand and nineteen. So it took a while to yeah. get to get to court. Um, now, what happened was early that afternoon, as the two injured parties were having lunch at a table on the street outside the premises, the defendant passed and just grabbed the purse belonging to one of them from the table. But it seems she, she picked the, the wrong women to mess with because they ran after her onto Oliver Plunkett Street and she caught um, yeah. and, ca- and they caught up with her. And when she ran into the doorway of a pub, um, she actually, they got the purse back, but she punched um, one woman in the eye and slapped the other woman in the face. So right. they, uh, there was a bit of a, a struggle there, but that's very... Very traumatic, isn't it? Yeah. For so, one so of do they even walk back from work? So, has she know? been charged now for for assault? Oh yeah, she got um, she got four months. Oh okay, all right, okay. Yeah. And, and finally, here's an interesting one. I always like these fun stories towards the end. A disgruntled, and maybe this isn't fun at all, actually. 
A disgruntled Baron player took to the airwaves this week claiming she was singled out during a session in the pub. Now, you need to explain that to me. No, it is fun. It is fun. Okay. Um, this, is, this is the one that was in the Southern Star and um, she actually reached out to Joe Duffy as well. So, Aye, the, good old Joe a... Duffy. Huh? All right, Joe. Yeah, I Joe. Know, All right, Joe. Good afternoon and welcome to the live line. We should, we should really get the music. Jane, we need to find the music for the live line so I could do the live line at night. Good afternoon and welcome to the live line. Mary, how you doing? You're in a taxi in front of half. What happened to you? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, you've thrown me now. I can't remember what the story is. Okay. <laughs> Go on, just going to the Baron player. Go back to her. Yeah. So this publican says there is no Boron ban in his Skibbereen pub. So the, co- the corner bar, they hold regular music sessions on Mondays and Thursdays. This is a, an article by Brian Moore. Um, so this Skibbereen publican, he was defending the action, actions of his painter, patrons after a disgruntled musician complained that she was not allowed to play her Boron in the bar. But let me tell you the backstory. Um, William, William O'Brien, he told the Southern Star that there was no ban on Borons in, in his pub. What happened was, he said, we, took, we, we book a group for a session every Monday night and we also have an open session on Thursday night. And I have no doubt that it would have been suggested that this lady not play her Boron at the Monday night session. So the French lady, he said, would have been more than welcome to come to the open session on Thursday night right. and to bring her boron as well. Uh, but the French boron student, do you want to hear her side of the yeah, story? Yeah, I, I want to hear what's her side of the story. <laughs> so she said she was left in no doubt that her attempt to join a trad session in Skibbereen was not wanted last week. Sylvie was so upset that she took her disappointment all the way to Joe Duffy on RT's live line last Monday. I would have told her to go to you. But <laughs> she was, uh, so she was invited to Skibbereen by friends and brought her Boron with her. Um, and there was, a, there was a session there. And basically, she started to play and her <laughs> friends told her to play more softly. So she started to play more softly. Because um, she's a beginner and not a very good player, apparently. That's according to her. And then she was asked to stop. So right. she got very uh, upset. And now everybody's, um, every, everybody's uh, jumping on the bandwagon now, it seems, and it seems. Yeah, giving their opinion on it, including me. I'm yeah, the biggest. Well, I, well I, that's why that's why you're ever. here. I want you to be the bandwagon jumper. That's why you're here. I, by the way, I, I'm going to have to be honest and just say it as it is. I'm jealous of Joe Duffy. I'm actually jealous of him. Do you want to know why? why? Ask me why, Sarah. Why? 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 I'm why? jealous why? that why they. Jealous? I'm jealous that they say his name at the end of every sentence because I'd I'd love them to do that when they come on the air. Me, maybe I shouldn't say it. Oh, there's Joe. Is that Joe... Is that's, uh, Jane? That's not Joe Duffy's music. It's clown music. No, that's a uh, that's a. Uh, clown music. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So when they go on to Joe's show, it's so there I was, Joe. I was standing at the end of the road, Joe. And all of a sudden, Joe, this woman come over, Joe. They, they say his name at the end of every sentence. What's that all about? They, because they feel like um, they're mates. He's their friends. He's, oh. Yeah, he's very relatable, isn't it? Maybe you should be more relatable. Should I try and be more relatable? And then would you say Niall at the end of every sentence? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll, start, I'll, start, doing, I'll start doing that now. Well, let's, yeah. we, we could do a little trial run just before we finish. You've only got two minutes. Okay, so let's go back to the story about the naked man running around the car park. So let's just say you're explaining that to me and just act like I'm 
as important as Joe Duffy? Okay, well, Niall, um, there's this man, and he was in the... No, I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, sir, you could have gave it a go anyway. Do you know what I mean? I did. It would have made me feel good. It's my birthday next week. It would have made me feel good. Is it? Oh, my gosh. What what have you planned for your birthday? A lot. Well, Karen has all the plans. I don't. Karen has all the plans. Okay, okay. Am I invited to your birthday? Um... Well, I don't, I, I don't know how you're going to get here. You know, you, you know what I mean? In a car. <laughs> uh, so, okay, some of the texts are coming. Does Sarah know about the buses? Oh, yeah. Sarah, do you, did you know about the bus story, the electric buses that they bought that they don't have anywhere to plug them in? Um, no. No. That's a good one. It is. They, they have 130 of them they just purchased, but they have nowhere to plug them in. I, I used to know all about buses because I had a column where I used to go and chat to people on buses and I knew all the bus drivers and so I'm I'm missing all the bus scoops now because I don't do that column anymore. Well, it's a good that's a good bit to do. It, it was seemingly it was in the Irish Independent in July, um, but it, somebody only mentioned it on the air to me tonight and it was it was actually in the paper again on Thursday. So uh, Dublin Bus, I believe, and Bus Aaron have bought. 130 electric buses, but they didn't actually think of getting planning permission to put in the electric power points to plug the buses into. And they also haven't yeah. trained the drivers, and there's also a software update needed for the buses, which they don't actually have. So they're sitting idle for months. There's the clown music again. Uh, Thank you, comes, Jane. Here comes Jane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, it's a good story for you. Maybe you could run that with the examiner next week. And, and tell me, who was it that sent that text? You must thank them for me because I had nothing for the morning meeting tomorrow. So, well, well, there you go. There's your story for the morning meeting. Check and see, is there any of those buses in Cork? I'm sure there is. Thank you very I much will. indeed, Sarah. It's been a pleasure, as usual, talking to you. Sarah Horgan. Likewise, likewise Niall. <laughs> oh, see how, quick, see how quick people learn. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.